The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It's October 21st, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl, and it's time for your uh, TNA Wrestling. No, it's still Impact <laughs> Wrestling. Bound for Glory post show. Uh, but the big news tonight, TNA is back. We are joined... Well, we'll get to the people in a minute. How about y'all just start by leaving a thumbs up on the video, okay? And subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Plenty to talk about. A very, very full show for Impact Bound for Glory 2023. Joining us tonight, of course, Cresta Star is with me. Hi, Cresta. I got bullied, but it worked out because we're doing Collision tomorrow, everybody. It worked out. Yay. Everybody wins. And of course, from the Spotlight and the Weekender Podcast over on Fightful Select, the one and only Steven Jensen joins us. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. That was a great show. Looking forward to talking about it. Good to see all y'all here in the chat and here on the screen. Good to see you, Sean. Good to see Cresta and you, Joel. And Sean Rossap is here because there is plenty of news to talk about. Hi, Sean. Uh, there is plenty of news to talk about. There are some things that we had on Fightful Select, but the the thing that conjured me up here w- wasn't something we had on Fightful Select. It came out of left field completely, and uh, TNA is back. And I got to say, wise. It's probably a smart idea at this point. Probably, probably a, it can't hurt at this point, but uh, I'll let you sort of set the stage for that. Yeah, so the very end of the show, after a wonderful main event between Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley, we get a very long video package. Now, they hadn't announced the hard-to-kill location or venue or anything like that. There have been talk about it, but instead, we got this very long uh, thing, video. It was very cinematic. You had all uh, classic wrestlers of TNA lore who are currently with the company and, of course, people who still love it. Uh, you had, who was there? My god, my, my notes are gone, but either way. Uh, you <laughs> had Motor City Machine Guns and Josh Alexander was there. Jordan Grace was there. Uh, the Edwards were there. Kazarian was there. A whole slew of TNA. Rosemary, too. Rosemary was there. Was on, interesting, not yep, Courtney Rush. Putting on that, that makeup. You're right. They were all setting it up talking about the past and not letting the past go and then also letting the past go. And then they opened the box. What was in the box? TNA is back. And then they come back to the live crowd. They're chanting TNA. Scott Demore's in the ring with all of those people, Eric Young included, by the way. And he says, we're back. And TNA, hard to kill, is January 13th, 2024 in Las Vegas. Should I go, Sean? No, probably not. There's no way we'd make our money back. But anyway. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I could go to the sphere. Go see you too. It would be a good time. Everyone has fun. Yeah. So 
This is something that, that I look at and I go, well, it's very clear they want some buzz. They want some momentum. Good. Good. Why not? Uh, there, the, you know, there were a lot of people that hit the LOL TNA thing and, and for justified reasons with the Hogan Bischoff era and them not paying people for a long time. Like they, they earned that. They had to rebrand a number of times because they ruined that brand. But the guy who didn't ruin that brand is running the company now. Like Scott Demore didn't ruin that brand. Hulk Hogan and Dixie Carter ruined that brand and, and did a lot of, of negative for it. From 2005 to 2009, my ass was parked in front of the TV for TNA Impact Wrestling. And like hearing that voiceover again, um, oh, that was that was great to hear. And, you know, I still follow our traffic on the site and the like. And as long as I can remember, like the last five years, the only thing that got more attention than Impact 1000 from an Impact perspective is like when Kenny Omega showed up on the show during the pandemic and everybody was home. As far as an Impact special event, uh, no place like home was getting an awful lot of traction to the point where I was like, okay, I mean, this isn't like WCW or ECW. There's still people from 10, 15 years ago that TNA Impact can romanticize from that era and you can do a nostalgia show every single year and have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I thought that that was a good method. And they said, well, you know, how about we just do it all the time? How about the whole thing is just TNA again? And uh, that's what we're doing. I had zero clue about this. Zero tip off or anything. So now I got to go yell at a bunch of people in the videos and ask them why they didn't stooge it to me. I was, oh. uh, I was, I was told something special was coming because I noted online. I said, normally in the main event slot, just before the main event, they announced the next pay-per-view. It's their big announcement, and they did nothing. And like I said at the top, we knew Hard to Kill was happening. Jordan Grace said that she's calling a shot at Hard to Kill. And then Moose said he's calling his shot at Hard to Kill. He's going to get the main event. He's going to cash in his Feast or Fired briefcase. So we knew the show was happening. This wasn't a WCW Big Bang scenario. This was something big was going to happen. And it was kind of told to me, like, after the show, after the show, after the show. And then they did it. And as they started talking about it and they did the drop of the big case, I said, oh, I've seen this case before. I kind of mentioned it before we all got on the air tonight. And then they opened the case and the TNA logos on it. And here we are. We're, we're going to rebrand TNA. I'm actually, I'm very curious because, Stephen Jensen, you've been uh, a TNA watcher, fan, everything for a long time. I'm curious as to your feelings with this rebrand because... Chat's blowing up. They're talking about it. Some of them are really into it. Some of them are not so into it. What are your thoughts? Well, I think definitely it's creating buzz. I mean, that's like their biggest goal whenever they do these pay-per-views. You know, they know the wrestling world is watching Impact slash TNA now. Again, you know, they, they get a lot of attention around around these shows. And to have a big rebrand, a big rebrand like this is very nostalgic. You know, for good or for bad, like, People have a lot of memories if you were around during that time of watching. I, I just like Sean, I remember like going home from like high school and watching Fox Sports Net and like watching like, you know, like that kind of and that was amazing at the time. I mean, Don West and Mike Tanay, who we're gonna talk about, I'm sure more going to the Hall of Fame, they're my favorite commentary duo in wrestling history. Like legitimately. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, th those guys are amazing. And and like to hear the voiceover, like Sean said, it's very nostalgic. Um, I mean 
a lot of like the internet wrestling community back then was around like, you know, TNA fans and stuff. People that wanted something different than the WWE back then. And like, you know, it was, it was like a big kind of movement back then. A lot of great wrestling. Um, one thing that they can't have back though, unfortunately is AJ Styles. And that's one thing that I'm always going to be, it's always going to be synonymous to a lot. A lot of it to me was like when, when, when AJ left TNA kind of died and that's kind of when I consider impact becoming impact. Obviously they're not going to get TNA or AJ back in this TNA, which that kind of go, they're kind of synonymous with each other for me personally as a fan and also someone who lived in Nashville. Like I've been to the asylum, you know what I mean? Like I, um, so anyway, I have mixed feelings about it, but it's definitely getting a lot of attention. I understand why they're doing it for sure. Cresta, you are newer to TNA. You and I have talked about the history of TNA and, and impact together throughout our weeks on the show. What was your immediate response? You saw this and well, what do you think? I honestly am torn because before I started watching impact, Almost everything bad I've heard about Impact was TNA, except AJ Styles and the eight-sided ring, which was pretty cool. So I have a little bit of trepidation because it's like, I love this Impact. I think Impact is great. But if it's the same bones and the same guts, girl, come on, change your name. Who cares? But like uh, Steven said, I kind of think of AJ Styles. I kind of like low-key even think of Bobby Lashley and you're not Bobby Roode, like I mean, maybe get beer money back, but can you get beer money back? I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm excited. I completely trust Scott Demore. He's been booking the crap out of it, and tonight's card proved it. You can't get beer money back because Bobby Roode may never wrestle again. We don't We don't know, and, and he's a producer for WWE. But I'm going to read you guys um, the press release that they sent to us. It says, Anthem Sports and Entertainment, a global multi-platform media company, announced today that its professional wrestling company, Impact Wrestling, is returning to its iconic total nonstop action wrestling name at Hard to Kill, its first pay-per-view event of 2024. The announcement was made Saturday night at the end of the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which aired live around the world in front of a standing room-only crowd in Chicago. TNA will launch 2024 with Hard to Kill Saturday, January 13th. With a second night of action-packed pro wrestling, the Snake Eyes Extravaganza Show at the Palms on Sunday, January 14th. The Snake Eyes Extravaganza Show will be taped to air uh, on the company's flagship weekly show, Impact. Scott Demore said, We still hear the TNA chants wherever we go. Fans have longed for TNA wrestling, so that's what we're bringing back in 2024. TNA wrestling, we're back. Uh, a little sidebar, he said, quote, we're fucking back at the TV tapings uh, or, or after the show. Uh, they also promoted the the tickets that are on sale, but they also said company or officials confirmed that the new year will launch a new look TNA wrestling that runs from the entrance ramp to the turnbuckles to the ring in a larger, more prestigious venue and much more. This, so another sidebar, this is a major positive for me that we're going to be talking about further details on the TNA wrestling return will be revealed on Tuesday, October 24th when Scott Demore sits down for an exclusive interview with Tom Hannafin that will air live on impacts Facebook page starting at 12 noon. The Q and a will include questions from worldwide pro wrestling media. TNA wrestling launched in the summer of 2002 and has long been known for its innovative or as the most innovative professional wrestling company in the world. They would go on to tout uh, a, a lot of the, the wrestlers across both women's and men's divisions. So a few things we had heard a while back and had actually reported they were stepping up their production. And I feel like this is important because if you are watching 
the Impact Wrestling Pluto channel and you see something from 2011, it looks better visually than 2023. And that shouldn't be happening. Also, listen, as a guy who is uh, dangerously aware of what not getting a reaction in front of a, a wrestling crowd is like, everybody shouldn't be getting the same reaction as me on Impact Wrestling. I know that the Bobby Fish wears the lie is the meme, but it happens the whole show. All the time, unfortunately. You can never tell that anybody is there, and this is a major step that they need. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, a couple other notes. Matt Cardona. Um, also, I, from what I understand, I've, I've been told, like... <laughs> Impact may have had people sign an NDA to keep them from talking about this. Because I was like, <laughs> why didn't anybody stooge this to me? <laughs> I think they signed NDAs. They're sick of but your crap song. <laughs> they are sick of my crap. Uh, Matt Cardona, is, as Fightful Select reported, just a one-off tonight. He had departed the company earlier this year uh, because they wanted to use people that were under a contract. He didn't want to sign one. It didn't make sense. But he was open to working with them again. Uh, that's what we got going on right here. But before I hop off of here, I do want to say something about Don West and Mike Tanay because, um, I, Stephen, I'm with you. And, I mean, uh, uh, my God, a person that you do a show with, that that was one of the first web shows that uh, I saw, Bill and Doug, because they covered TNA heavily. And that, that you know, I, it was... It was a promotion and especially that team that like it felt so distinct and different. And I, much like many others, did not like Don West the first time I heard it. I was so uh, marky for lack of a better term. And I was like, this guy doesn't know anything, anything about wrestling. Ah. And then I would listen and I was like, my God, he loves everything. He's so excited. He he wants everything to succeed. And his genuine passion and kindness and sincerity uh, was something that I thought complemented Mike Tenay perfectly because, listen, your color guy doesn't need to know everything when Mike Tenay's your play-by-play guy because Mike Tenay already knows everything. <laughs> yes. And I was so happy. I don't even care if we get copyright flagged. So, Joel, make sure you save the video as soon as this show is over. Because I got to tell Don West in person before his passing, this is my favorite call of all time. This is absolutely oh that was freaking insane. What a legend that man was. Disgusting. Absolute legend. Sean, I got one more question for you before you bounce out of here. That was amazing showing that video. And this is, I know you're going to be very interested in yes. this question. I haven't even seen this in the chat yet, surprisingly. The time is now, right? If there's ever going to be a time ever in history, right now, TNA comes back, Monty Brown returns. Oh, God, I wish. They've tried. I've tried. So there is no interview. He and Elix Skipper are right there. And I know Elix Skipper did one with Alan Funk. But um, those two interviews I have asked for more than anybody. I've called in every favor. Hakeem Zane, um, Kevin Thorne, uh, God, I can't remember. Uh, I think Jake something knows him. Like all these people know him. I wish, I wish they could get him in there one more time. Uh, are, are you, and, 
sorry, are you telling me that Kiwi did an interview with Elix Skipper? Kiwi did an interview with Elix Skipper, and it was a very good interview. I believe and... it was, but I can't believe that. I didn't realize that. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I I was wanting to do one, and then I saw that Seahawk really, really wanted to do one. So instead of me, I hit up Alan Funk, and I was like, hey, listen, the ringer wants to speak with Elix Skipper. Can we connect them? Uh, but Stephen, while, while we're in, in honoring Don West, I, I, I've got a question for you. While you're in ass-kissing mode, why don't you just go ahead and plant one on Sting, too? Wait, what? I'm How do you that. not know his, his iconic heel turn? What is, oh, oh, I'm so what confused. Is, you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. I was, I was so confused, dude. I have my mind. I thought you were about to ask me about baseball cards. Because oh, no. My, because, no. because my, if, my mind is set on Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards and him swimming <laughs> on the floor. Yeah, like that was my introduction to Don West was, was him on Home Shopping Network. And that oh, was kind of what my mind was at. I thought you were going to get, I thought that's what you were getting at. My out, out loud, I'm going to play this audio. He said to Mike Tanay, can you hear while that? you're in ass kissing no, mode, why don't you go ahead and plant one on Sting too? The, we couldn't hear it, the audio. We didn't hear it, but it was, oh my god! You only got your reaction. Well, I I'll just show you Mike Tanay's his his visual reaction <laughs> to being told that by a guy who is his best friend for years. <laughs> that's, that's right. crazy that's cra- madness madness I mean, we gotta have we gotta find that clip of um the high five like the end of the show where like oh, West makes oh, announcement. They, they, oh i yeah, love that everywhere. i love that so much oh man passion, Guys, think- listen, i think i think we're gonna talk about it but i think that don west like he paves the way for guys like pat mcafee like like that like it's very similar to me like someone like pat mcafee can come in, be super enthusiastic, not necessarily know exactly what's going on, but you got Michael Cole right there that can help you out. It was the same kind of formula yep. with Don West and uh, Mike Tanay. And I think that uh, Don West, like you said, Sean, I think he proved that you don't have to be the biggest wrestling know-it-all to be involved. If you have passion mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and you know, you got someone around you that can like, kind of help you out a little bit. So, Well, guys, thanks for letting me come on and derail your show for a little bit, but I was very <laughs> excited about this uh uh, thank you all so much. We'll have more news on FightfulSelect.com. See you guys later. Thank you, Sean. Bye, Sean. Well, we didn't get to do it at the top of the show, so I'll tell you now. Head over to uh, HumperChats.com. Get your Humper Chats in. I don't even decide. Cresta, normally we do the thing, but let's just, in the interest of time, keep it moving. And, of course, your Super Chats <laughs> bottom of the screen here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. You can uh, hop it in any amount. Get your question or statement right on the air. I'll start with Matthew Plus. I wanted to troll Sean with this, saying, what are the chances CM Punk debuts at Hard to Kill? Well, looking at the NHL schedule, on January 13th, the Chicago Blackhawks play the Dallas Stars at home, so probably not going to happen. Do people actually I'm think not- that he's coming to, to TNA? Anyway, sorry. It's me. The report, it's me. The, yeah, the report of Ace Steel working tonight uh, as a producer was – you know, people saying if there's smoke, there's fire. Who knows? We don't know. But get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. AO Production sent one saying, let me say great show. And production was masterful. They did a good job tonight. You could tell that they were really trying to make an impression. I don't know if yes. anyone has anything they want to add. Because Cresta, I know you and I talk about this show every week. And every week we say impact can only go 99%, never 100 Was this 100% for you tonight? Um. 
It's still 99 because you knocked the knockouts women's tag titles. So I got to dock points for that. Sorry. It's that's, only one point. That's yep. fair, though. I was really looking forward to that match. Like, I really had no idea. Like, Marshall Samovich is one of my favorite wrestlers on earth. And I was like, what? I mean, I like all those women a lot. And I was like, why? What happened? So I'm with you, Cresta. I don't know what, what was up with that. I'm sure it'll be at the fallout tapings. I'm, and that's tomorrow night. And we'll see it on TV. I agree. I was looking forward to it. But I set it off the air. Our show over on Fightful Overbooked in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern till noon. Jeremy and I interview talent from across the wrestling world. We had Tasha Steeles on, ahead of Bound for Glory, and I was really under the impression MK Ultra were going to retain their title. Now, what people may not know is that on In the Weeds, when we interview talent, that talent wins their match. Tasha Steeles would have broken our streak. So tonight, I think we got saved. There you oh, go. What is a win? There you go. Uh, Alexander Fitzgerald sent a super chat saying, AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe, Unbreakable 2005. Got me into TNA. <laughs> Buddy, you and many, many other people. Uh, Jensen, you saw the match. You know the match. Do you want to add to anything on that? Well, on that triple threat? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. It was like, I mean, I think it was that was probably the first match TNA got a five-star rating from Meltzer on. Um, I think it was. And that was... Uh, I mean, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Look what all those guys did afterwards, too. But that was also, like, peak X Division. Like, that was when – because, you know, I got – without talking too long about this, I know we got to talk about this actual show. But, like, <laughs> you know, I got into this company through – allegedly, maybe through, like, things like LimeWire and Kazan stuff back in the day. Like, you know, things that were similar to Napster back in the day. Because, like, you know, you had to find stuff on the internet however you could. So, I, I was a day one weekly TNA – asylum viewer you know what i mean and like by that time that that triple threat happened they were really hitting their stride and uh that was really uh because it was matches like that that i think probably really persuaded guys like kurt angle and stuff to like want to be involved because I, I don't know if he was in the company just yet or not probably not um but anyway the point is it, it put tna on the map in a lot of ways it was an incredible match it did and then cody wills also sent a super chat saying i was a huge tna fan from 04 to 13 great bound for glory tonight well you know what? We should probably talk about it because Jensen, you said it yourself. We will eventually have to talk about this show. So let's go. Yes, let's do it. Uh, the countdown was all of the, the Hall of Fame stuff. Go watch the speeches. Tracy Brooks did a great job. Mike Tenay was incredible, an impeccable yes. uh, speech that he gave. Put over literally everyone he's ever worked with, told great stories. It's free on the Impact Wrestling YouTube channel. Just go check it out because it's worth your 30 minutes. Let's get right into the TV show itself to the pay-per-view X-Division title on the line, Chris Saban, he defeats Kenta, retains his title, gets that clothesline from Hell, Michigan into the cradle shock, and the match was fine. It was nothing incredible, but it was a hot open. Cresta Star, how was the match for you? I could not believe it. I thought Kenta was going to put that man to sleep, and the Motor City Machine Guns is up. The Motor City Machine Guns is up. I'm so happy. However... Steven Jensen, I'm the people who keep saying CM Punk. I saw Kenta there, and I was like, for sure, the call your shot gauntlet. For sure. For Listen, I want more eyes on, I'm sorry, TNA. I want more eyes on TNA. I want more eyes on it. So listen, if one <laughs> Philip Brooks shows up, I'm laughing, but you're going to talk about it, and you're going to watch Impact. I mean, TNA. I'm so confused. I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> until, until January 13th, we call it Impact Wrestling. That's just the way yeah. it is. Which yeah, means, yeah. Presto, you and I are going to have a very long winter. 
<laughs> winter is coming. Winter is coming and winter will be. They're going to Mexico. They're going to the UK. They're going to Canada and doing IPWF. I am going to be a very long boy in this whole thing. Even Jensen Kenta versus Saban. Yeah, I actually don't have much more I can add. Like, it was a good opener. Um, both guys are great. Uh, I, my favorite part of the match was Kenta teasing to go to sleep and, and F you in the crowd. <laughs> that, was, that was good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, that'd be that'd be my highlight would, would be, you know, I, I like how Kenta, you know, always likes to remind people that he, he you know, invented that move and popularized it um, and didn't didn't give the people what they wanted tonight with it. Good stuff. He's so grumpy. He is grumpy. <laughs> He's just a grumpy old Kenta. Good for him. Uh, he teased a lot of that top rope draping DDT and eventually hit it on Saban. That was good stuff. But yeah, the teasing the go to sleep and then just he goes for it and then just flips off the crowd, gets the heat. It was good stuff. But in the end, Saban gets the win. Again, match is fine. Nothing incredible. I don't think anyone, I think anyone who expected this to be an incredible match haven't been watching a lot of Kenta lately. His last great match was against Osprey in the G1, and that was because Osprey got it out of him. Osprey, we're going to talk about possibly having a match of the year contender with Speedball Mike Bailey. Hell, it's in the thumbnail, but instead we're going to start with Monsters Ball, PCO, Moose, Steve Macklin, and Rhino. Moose is disheveled, wearing his pajamas, coming to the ring. Rhino is Rhino. Macklin's mostly fine. And then PCO is just PCO comes out yelling, Moose, Rhino! The match itself is just insanity. No, there's nothing I can say that's going to make this match okay for anyone to like feel okay about. PCO gets the victory. He hits the senton on Moose and Rhino. What's next for all of these men? We know Moose is going to challenge for the, the Impact World Championship. But I'm very confused, Cresta Star, because PCO won and... I don't know. This match had a lot going on. Go ahead. You're the you're the favorite hardcore person out there. You love talking about death matches. It's your favorite thing in the world. Oh, it's my favorite. I watch it like this. I like big baby. Um, <laughs> honestly, at this point, PCO is becoming your intro first few to everything. Good for you, PCO. Um, that the end. PCO does not care about his body. <laughs> Before the match even started, he got thrown on those stairs. There was the deanimator on the outside of the ring. I This match was not as bad as most bloody monster ball matches can be. But Macklin now is going to beef with Bully Ray because you called me soft and now I decided to be a jerk. And Macklin didn't interrupt his match later. So I'm surprised. So there's obviously that beef. Moose is going to challenge after that. I Who else is there left? Rhino? I don't, I don't know what Rhino's doing. I, I don't know what Rhino's. I'm not gonna hold yeah. you. I never know what Rhino's doing. Sometimes I'm sports entertained, but I don't know what Rhino's doing. He's got a marina to run over in Detroit. Other is than he that. still living in the boat? <laughs> I think he is. Entire marina now. <laughs> really? Oh man, that was yeah. He seems like a cool guy. Like he's been he's been at it for forever. It's real. His longevity is so impressive, considering he hasn't really changed like at all this entire time. Like he looks pretty much the same. Does the same like few moves like gore gore gore. You know. He stopped doing the top rope pile driver like 20 years ago. You know, that was like the only other thing that he really did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this, this match was cool. Like I, uh, my full disclosure, my internet did cut out a little bit during this one. So like at one point I saw them setting up thumbtacks and then by the time I cut back on, I could see the thumbtacks in the back of PCO's head. Like they were stuck in the back of his head. I was like, so he went through that. Okay. That, that makes sense. 
Um, and yeah, you're right, Cresta. Of course, I mean, PCO is, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't care about his body. And it feels like, it's not like for the last like five years or so that every PCO match I'm going to watch is like the last match I'm going to see. Cause like eventually <laughs> he's just going to break, you know? I feel um, that way about Darby Allen sometimes too. These two learned from the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Pat LaProd had, had announced, or at least put it out there that this is it for PCO. PCO's done with impact. And that's why this match to me was extremely confusing for an outcome. It's it's a thank you to PCO for all the work that he did. We don't know if he's maybe re-signed something since that report came out, but by all accounts, this was the swan song for PCO, his final appearance. When it's especially confusing, it like because he pinned Moose, who's now challenging for the championship. So I'll just like, means Moose is gonna win because if any anyone in wrestling, if you have a briefcase, you just lose until you finally cash in and win. That's true too. That's yeah. true too. Because you can't stop me from cashing it in. You can't stop me. <laughs> Shout out to Moose, by the way. He knows what's in that little black bag. PCO is the one who digs it out. Moose is the one who goes over to the referee and just screams, "Give me the goddamn tax!" Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> While they're still in the bag, and yeah, then I put them on the cinder blocks, power bombs, PCO, <sighs> tax and cinder blocks. PCO's not dead. But yeah, Cresta, you mentioned Bully Ray comes out, confronts Macklin while Macklin's up on the top rope, and then he just kind of shoves Macklin onto a barbed wire table that was set up at ringside. That was disgusting, man. But now it looks like we're gonna do uh, a Bully and Macklin something, and maybe I know you popped. I know you popped when you saw Macklin go right into that barbed wire with no shirt on. <laughs> Big smile on my face. Big smile on my face, but I'm curious to what Bully, Macklin, and Rhino do now. We know Moose is going to challenge it hard for kill, or sorry, hard to kill. We've got multiple months until that happens, so we'll see. But as for PCO, gets the win. Maybe this is send off. He, the way he looked at the crowd was very much it felt like a thank you goodbye type of look, uh, where normally he would look disheveled and PCO like. So who knows? That's crazy. We'll move along. Tag team titles on the line. The Rascals drop it to Ace of Bays. I know they're ABC, but for those of you who don't normally watch us, we call them Ace of Bays on this show because that's who they are. Art of the Fold, Ace of Bays win. Recapture those tag team titles. They do the spray paint spot as they always do, but this time I didn't like it, guys. I got to tell you, I didn't like the way they introduced it. I didn't like the way the referee just kind of stood there being like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then kind of gets shoved out of the way so that Wentz could do it. Spray paints his tag team partner in the eyes. And then that ends that, that, that gets uh, Miguel out of the match. And then Wentz gets hit with heart of the art of the fold. And that's it. So I want your thoughts, Steven Jensen. what do you think of this match? New tag team champions. Ace of Bays. Look, I'm a big fan of all four of these guys. I thought it was a good match. Like for like a 10 minute match, it was about as good as you could do. I, I'm not a huge fan of the finish, but I get that. It's like the entire title run, the short title run that the rascals have had with the titles have all been, they've retained because of that, that, that paint over and over again. So it's like, that's kind of the story there. I get that it backfired and that's them losing now. And of, of course I'm fine with Ace Austin and Chris Bay being the tag champions, which they, which I'll talk, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more on some thoughts. I have kind of that tie in with that a little bit later, but like, um, I, I, once I, th- I thought the match was really good, but I think impact, like, I don't know. I don't understand. You guys may feel the same way. I don't know why they're hot potatoing their tag titles this often. Like it's like the subculture was just the champions. Now the rascals now back to ABC, ABC, like was just recently the champ. It just kind of feels like unnecessary. I, I kind of prefer if they just like establish some, some title reigns, you know, that like lasted a little while, but they got, they got a little, a lot of great tag teams though. And impact It's good. It's good. You know, problem to have, you know, in that sense, but 
Um, I thought this was a solid 10 minute match and, you know, I, I like all four of the guys. So Chris is star. Your thoughts on the tag title match. I thought it was a great match. I do agree with the perspective of the hot potato wing with the tag titles. I am a Chris Bay stan. I thought tonight when he had that two for one spot was a really like to that swinging neck DDT and that neck breaker was really, really good. I don't think ABC should have lost it in the first place, period. Um, I will agree but I will also say that almost every tag team in the contention is kind of like, da, 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 da. you kind of need a grizzled young veterans to come in and, and stranglehold it in order for something like that to really, because that's how I would see it. Because like, good hands is kind of jokey joke. Rascals is jokey joke. ABC, like they're all good wrestlers, but they're kind of jokey joke. You don't have no, even Moose and Myers is jokey joke because Moose is, is such an unserious wrestler. <laughs> So, like, if you had someone, like, super serious, like, this is me trying to will grizzled young veterans into impact. If you had someone like that, like a group like that, or even like Decay when they were a group, when they were before Crazy Steve was forking everybody, absolutely. Right now, it's kind of the same problem with the knockouts tag team division. It was a good match, though. I, I was sports entertained. I was very sports entertained. Yeah, they, these four guys have great chemistry. Do not get me wrong. The the meteor sent on double team is good stuff from the Rascals. The double kick, uh, sorry, the super kick into the double stomp is a good, again, another good tag team maneuver that works well. Uh, Bay doing the flatliner frontside DDT combo on both members of the Rascals. Stuff like that is great. Calling the brain buster, getting the brain buster. There's so much good stuff between these. The finishes didn't do it for me. And the hot potatoing, like Jensen and Crested, like you both said, it's a little strange. It's, it is what it is. I, I'm hoping that now Ace of Bays get those tag titles for a little while. It feels like things are going to freeze and slow down for the next few months. And we'll see where things pick up in, uh, in January. But who knows? Maybe we're all just kind of excited for the TNA stuff. By the way, FIFA Select, we are working on an update on the TNA plans. But we can tell you now, the six-sided ring, not happening. Cowards. Nobody wants it. Nobody liked working it. The people that they've spoken to are the wrestlers are just like, man, let's not do that. Let's work. Let's work the traditional ring that we usually work on, you know, the other 20 days of the month. (laughs) Probably a good idea. Uh, Speaking of someone who works the other 20 days of the month elsewhere, Will Ospreay and Speedball Mike Bailey put on a damn clinic. This match didn't stop. This match kept going. In the best way possible. It built speed. They did it right. There is that one sequence everyone is seeing and talking about. Speedball with the forearms. Osprey with the kicks. Speedball does the kicks. Super kick party from Osprey. Speedball does it too. Double slap. Double kick. Speedball down. Hidden blade. What a sequence. In the end, despite everything being thrown at Will Osprey. Or sorry. I, I, yeah, at Will Osprey. Speedball McBailey. He, he loses. He loses. He does it all, but he loses. He's not, he's not happy about it on socials, but you know what? Hell of a match for both men. Cresta Star, you're going to get the first crack at this because, my God, there is so much on the bone, and we have a lot to pick. Speedball Mike Bailey, wrestler of the year. I don't care. Fight your mother about it. Since Josh Alexander and him put on that 20-minute classic at the beginning of the year, Speedball Mike Bailey has not stopped. This match was superb. I have so many notes on it, and the first two notes are this match is perfect. This match is amazing. The okay, that Oscutter on the apron was ridiculous. 
the the crowd chanting both these guys was indicative to how good that match was. I could watch that match 18 times. Will Ospreay is an amazing wrestler, but I think Will Ospreay, we all know he's an amazing wrestler. And if you watch Impact TNA like you all do here with us every week, you know Speedball's a good wrestler. What a good match. There was another spot... Um. Uh, there was a reversal into the, I guess it was a, no, it was a fisherman buster off the top rope. That was so gnarly, bro. I thought Will Ospreay was going to eat the pin for a hot second, for a hot second, for for this much for a hot second. That This match was so good. I cannot stress enough that Speedball Mike Bailey, I don't know who we can, who we can petition to, but he needs to be wrestler of the year. This man has a no quit in him. Such a good match. Such a good match. Oh, yeah. This was awesome. I mean, like, so Speedball, I think, like for the weekend, or yeah, I cover speedball often because he wrestles everywhere all the time. So, like, I think he was my wrestler of the year last year, and like he's making a case this year again, uh, because he's, I mean, he's absolutely incredible. Will Ospreay, I think, is probably for my money, is probably the best in ring wrestler like alive currently, and speedball is probably right there with him. I mean, these are like legitimately two of the best, mm-hmm. in my opinion, like, no joke, anywhere you can find, like, and I'm talking consistent performances, not just like, like. Osprey and Speedball are doing this a few times a week, every week, like in doing these this this level of performance. Most of the places they're they're doing this at, it's it's absolutely insane what they're doing, the level they're performing at. Um, you mentioned too, uh, yeah, the, the he did the green tea plunge off the top rope, basically a Shane Mercer calls it a, a moonsault and battery. Basically, it's like a moonsault uh, off the top where you're doing like a it's like a uh, you call it like a sack of shit or a uh, falling <laughs> slam, but but a uh, but a uh, but a backflip. Sorry, you're um, talking about the top rope fisherman's bust. Yeah, he calls it the well, meteor rain. Oh, but but it, but when he when he's not off the top, he calls it the green tea plunge. When someone just runs at him and he just does yeah, the, the yeah. reversal. Okay. So okay, but what is it? What does he call it off the top? A meteor rain. The meteor rain was the top rope fisherman's bust. Meteor. Rain. Okay, ball. gotcha. So I mean, yeah, that was sick that he whipped that out because he did that move. He hit. Ultimate weapon, which he he well Will was close to the turnbuckle, so Speedball almost came down on the turnbuckle. I don't know if you'll notice how close he was when he yeah. hit Ultimate Weapon. He basically bounced back into the turnbuckle when he hit it, um, and, and he couldn't put him away. The only thing that Speedball didn't hit was the Flamingo Driver. He went for it, but he didn't hit it. And that's the one thing where they could they could call this back if they if they do this match again, they could say, "Well, Speedball never hit the Flamingo Driver." That's the one thing. As speedball could maybe do to, to put Osprey down for three, but and then he also, I mean, at one point, a speedball he normally does that move where like his opponent will slide out of the ring and he'll do the the springboard moonsault to that, like back to the outside. And in this one, he did like the twist with it, he went like that extra step to do like the 180 twist with it. I mean, I saw that I saw speedball on social media leading up to this, he was like, he was trying to make it a mission tonight that people were talking about this match and this performance. And uh, I think, I mean, there, there was super high expectations for this one. This was by far the match that I was looking for them to the most coming into this show personally. And they absolutely hit and exceeded my expectations. Like this was, this was great. So this was my, in my opinion, this was the best match of the show. There were some other really yes. good matches we're going to talk about, but like this was, this was my match of the night. And this is going to stand out as maybe match of the year for a lot of people too, just like in general. So. And I can't believe none of y'all brought this up. Will Ospreay hitting a phenomenal forearm and out of that flamingo oh, drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Styles clash. clash because yep. he knew. He knew TNA was coming back. Just like, just like Whiteface over here saying, went from LOL TNA to OMG TNA. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's true. And Dobby Green Heenan, who says, TNA is back, baby. Sorry I'm late, but total nonstop action. There's a generation that doesn't know it for what those initials used to be. Let's go. And there is. That's the thing. There is. It's not just a nostalgia factor, but there is a feeling that TNA could be a bigger thing. There are a lot of wrestlers in that back in that back room. Wow. In that locker room backstage who have flown that flag even after it became impact wrestling, even after the, the BS that you and I talked about, that we all talked about at the beginning of the show, the good and the bad of TNA, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of opportunity there. So we're going to, we're going to talk more about the TNA stuff because those super chats are still coming in. You can still send them along with your Humper chats over at humperchats.com. Bugzilla, by the way, saying, can we give the tugboat cosplayer his flowers? Are you guys familiar with Mr. Jacob Cohen on, on Twitter? I don't know that yeah. man. Sorry no. to that man. Big TNA fan. Fellow Torontonian doesn't live there anymore, but I see him once in a while. Huge TNA fan, but he's also a huge tugboat fan. And he's been wanting tugboat to get booked by ROH forever. So I'm sure he's going to love that there was a tugboat cosplayer in the crowd tonight. Maybe it was him. Dude, you never know. I mean, speaking of like kind of kind of full circle with the comment like that, people might not remember years ago with PCO, like he was kind of like down and out and not involved, like no, like no buzz. Like he was a tag team guy years and years back. And then Mikey Blanton from black label pro booked him on a show. I believe he wrestled Ethan page and that got him back on the radar as a singles guy. And all of a sudden he gets this big match against um, Gunther Walter at the time. And then that, that was a spring break. And that really put PCO back on the map. And this is like years later and he's getting like consistent work all over the place still. Um, so there you go. Just kind of full circle there. Hidden Blade Stormbreaker. That gets the three for your victory. Will Ospreay over Speedball Mike Bailey. No, it wasn't the phenomenal forearms and the styles clashes. It was the actual move. By the way, he broke out that Stormdriver 93 to Will Ospreay for a 2.9, and that got people excited. So good stuff, man. This match, go out of your way to watch it. It's worth it. It's a match of the year candidate. A lot of people should be talking about it in the next little while. Call your shot, Gauntlet. People talk about this one. Surprises aplenty. Jordan Grace wins the Call Your Shot Gauntlet. We're going to talk about what happened afterwards and what we're thinking as she won it into the moment she took that microphone and had some words to say. But we had some surprises. Moving to Guerrera. He showed up, yes. masked and all. I will tell you right now, on True Heel Heat, I did the preview for Bound for Glory, and I dropped that on SP3, and he looked at me like I was a crazy person. Folks, it helps to know who's on the card the next night when they're doing TV tapings because Juventude is on that card, along with like Conan and Laredo Kid and Black Taurus. And hey, Cresta, what happens when luchadors get booked in Impact Wrestling? What is lose Impact Wrestling matches for 500, Joel? That is correct. Crazy Steve was also <laughs> technically part of the match going after Johnny Swinger, who made his return. He, was, he, he had no business being there. He just came out to fork someone. So. Well, that's what you do. Tommy Dreamer came out, made the safer swing man because of the ECW connection. Sunny Kiss made their debut. That was very fun to see. Very excited. Had a really great showing. Uh, had some fun with Tom, with uh, Bully Ray, the opposite of Tommy Dreamer. And Matt Cardona made his, his way back for the night, as reported by FIFA Select. It's not a long-term thing. Just coming for a payday. Good old indie god, Matt Cardona, comes in. Got the what's up drop by Bully and Sonny, along with other things. Either way, this match came down to a final four of Matt Cardona, Kylan King, Bully Ray, Jordan Grace. And then Jordan Grace versus Bully for your final two. Jordan Grace, it's a Grace driver on Bully Ray. Wins the call your shot. Let's not talk about what happens next. She wins the match. Cresta Star, what are, what are you thinking immediately? I'm thinking the dream is alive. First of all, 
That's what you get, Bully Ray. Every time a woman puts you in the grace driver through a table, hits you in your yam bag, that's what you deserve. And you know what? I see the vision, Bully. That's why you're insufferable. That aside, my mind was like the dream. We're finally, dun, 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 dun. we're going to do it. She's going for the Impact World Championship. Oh, baby, it's time. I was so excited for five seconds. Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looks more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular priced order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Jensen. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah, I'm 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 going to go off on this here in a second. Whenever I guess I don't know what order you want us to go in with our thoughts on what happened after like this, but I was thinking the same kind of thing. Um, I thought the match was kind of cool seeing Juventud Guerrera and uh, you know Matt Cardona getting like a paid night off, pretty much. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? That's like when, when Matt Cardona is in, in Impact, it just feels like he's just showing up and like he does his thing, but like. Everywhere else I see him, he's like bleeding and like, you know, grinding. And like, it just seems like he's, it's just, it's just like a totally different world when he's an impact. It's kind of funny, but he did come out as the indie God, which I did appreciate. But, uh, um, but yeah, I guess the match itself was fine. And just like you, Crest, so after, uh, after Jordan won, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, here we go. Especially because they're literally saying on commentary and stuff, they're like, Jordan Grace like like breaks barriers and rewrites history. And it's like they kept talking about rewriting history. And I've been saying for years now that Impact should rewrite history because their first female world champion, they don't talk about for like a lot of reasons. And 
you have this whole opportunity to literally rewrite history and get a new woman as that champion. And they could have been doing this for a long time, especially considering impact. Look like Jordan Grace has been, how many times she had to be the knockout champion? She, Come she, on, talk she, about it. She, she's been, she's been involved with the X division title before, like, and they didn't really go all the way with it. She, she's been the, the, the knockouts tag team champions. I mean, how many times, and I was saying, even when Josh Alexander was the champion still, I was like, listen, I think Jordan Grace could be the one to dethrone him. I'd be totally cool with that. And that was like years back. And even years before that, I was saying they should go all the way with her as one of the top women and maybe the world champion. So that's where I was at before she made her announcement, Joel. She's had that knockouts <laughs> championship twice. She's had the impact knockouts tag titles once and the digital media championship once. And she's going to go for the knockouts world title again she calls her shot for hard to kill and i think the sales were deflated at that point because all three of us at one point or another made the point that steven jensen just did and i even said it it doesn't even she could have not even called her shot against for for, for the world title she could have said i'm going for the x division title whatever it is this was a victory where if they sat on it they could have sat on any title yes but instead, they're calling it for the Knockouts World title. I understand Jordan Grace versus Trinity is, in a lot of circles, a dream match because Trinity is facing a lot of the original Knockouts, or at least not the original, the, the most popular, most well-established Knockouts, and she's getting those victories. But also, this was the opportunity for Jordan Grace to transcend the Knockouts division and do something different. Why they didn't do it, I'm sure we'll find out. But I agree, it felt very strange to just call the shot right away, take away the opportunity, even even tease. Like go up to Alex Shelley and be like, I could take that title anytime I want. But she can't because she called her shot. I agree with everything Steven said. And I too want to get on my soapbox for just two seconds because I feel like Impact are also in a very unique position. And I think that the way that Impact builds its stars, a lot of these titles are on the same playing level. And the knockouts is just as good as the world title just because men don't want to fight women. Okay, whatever. Jordan Grace is one woman. It's also believable that you have Deanna Perrazzo there as well. And I'm also going to go ahead and throw Masha Slamovich in there. There cool. are so many women that you could say that if it's not, no, I could see Jordan Grace dethroning a Josh Alex. That'd be a competitive ass match. Same thing with Deanna Perrazzo versus a Macklin versus a Bully, a Masha Slamovich versus a, a, a Shelly a versus a Speedball. I think that their competitors, regardless of their gender, are phenomenal. And I've been saying this as the day is long and I won't stop. Jordan Grace needs to be Impact World Champion. She would look so good. Like, like even if it's a Deanna Perrazzo situation where she champ champ, and I know that sounds so annoying, but she she's the one. Her Perrazzo, Perrazzo is the one. And like you said, how many times is she going to win this thing? And I think she'd be a great test of strength for Trinity, but you could have sat on it. Give me suspense, intrigue. Don't give it all away on the first date, baby. Come on. Like, ah, I, want, I wanted it. And because I wanted it, I worked myself into a shoot, brother. Right. I mean, and, and it's also like if you're going to, you know, because I'm I'm at the point right where like I don't even like using the word intergender wrestling because like the 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 talent is like just kind of all there at this point, especially mm-hmm. in Impact because they do the the I'm going to call it intergender for the sake of like so people know what I'm explaining, but like they do intergender wrestling often on Impact or like you like you don't see it in WWE, you don't really see it in in AEW, like you see it on the Indies though 
always. I mean, it's yes. like, it's very, very, it's all across the board. So I'm, I, you know, I'm very used to seeing it. And I think most of the fan base at this point, especially if you're watching impact, you understand like Jordan Grace is on the same level. Deanna Praz is on the same level. Marshall Slamovich, in my opinion, on that same level, you know, and, uh, if you're going to have a match like this, that includes men and women in the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if she was just going to go after the knockouts championship, why didn't they just have it like a knockouts rumble or, 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 or something. And then she goes on, but like the fact, like she pinned bully Ray to win this thing. Like, like you beat, you beat men and women. Like you're kind of establishing during the match, literally like it makes sense for Jordan to wrestle a man for a, uh, you know, a, a major championship, a world title. And it, it, just, it just seems like a total miss. And then especially, like I said, they're literally saying she's trying to rewrite history. She's a, she's a history maker, history maker. We're not really making history because you won this championship multiple times already. Like make history by being the world champion, you know? So, um, and obviously this isn't her decision before anybody yeah. even like <laughs> thinks that I like don't understand. Like I understand that and if it was her decision, I'm sure she would want to be the world champion. But and then, and then when you look even deeper at this, we're in the same position with Moose we've been in for like forever. So like, what's the point? Like you could have Jordan in that spot, not Moose. Like they're both challenging for different championships. You have two simultaneous parallel stories that are almost identical with people calling their shots for the next show. Like it doesn't like, why wouldn't just have Jordan challenge Alex Shelley? Like, is Honestly, it, you know, have beaten up Alex Shelley. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, have, I her, have her win the title from Alex Shelley. I mean, like, have her, I, like, Jordan Gray should win the title at this point. Like, but I, listen, I love Alex Shelley. We're going to talk about the main event. They got great talent and impact, right? But, like, we're all on the same page here. And I think a lot of people in the chat are in the same boat as well. Like, especially because it is impact wrestling and everything that Jordan Grace has already, like, she's already, her last impact title run was already like the longest reigning or one of the longest reigning runs you could have with that title. Like what more could she possibly do with that title going forward? If she even won it again, just anyway, that, that's All my we're saying is We love night. Jordan grace. Jordan grace yeah. is the shit and we love her. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Cause well, she's so unique. She's yeah. so talented. I mean, it's, it's such a can't miss yeah. like, star of your company. Especially like like you have all this stuff you can do with her and Jonathan Gresham and they've teased that and stuff and like they don't really do anything with it and like anyway Ed, sorry go ahead Joel we got I'm I'll be sitting here ranting for the next half hour I get it I get it do it do it on the spotlight on Thursday morning this is sour um, graps now <laughs> yeah right. I was I was gonna say one thing I really loved about the match was that you did have Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham Gresham kept being the aggressor and just being a little shithead and he would like grab his wet T-shirt and like flicker had her butt <laughs> and she would just be like what are you doing and they would get into it it was stuff like that that was very entertaining because gresham's starting this new thing he went right to the ring and like did an allen angels and just punched rich swan in the dick so like there's clearly something going on with jonathan gresham we know that he's gonna start his heel turn and maybe build a faction if we get our way but either way the jordan gray stuff there's a lot to it and i know our chat's popping off about it let's get a couple of super chats david the brain heenan says i don't hate intergender wrestling but i also don't hate jordan grace essentially saying that she thinks the knockouts title is bigger than the men's world championship and that's a good point at the same time i'm gonna say what jensen said she had the title for over 200 almost 300 days why not go for something new? And then Will Chisholm also pops in, says Impact had a chance to get away from Tessa with the great Jordan Grace. They teased it. And then they said, no, nah, we're not doing that. And 
listen, they could go around and they could rewrite it. And Jordan could be like, psych, I'm going after the impact world championship. Call it a heel turn. Who knows? But as of right now, as it stands, it looks like Jordan Grace is going after the knockouts world championship. Again, Trinity, uh, if she's still holding that title by hard to kill, probably will. That's a good marquee match. That's a great marquee match. Yeah. It's just a little frustrating how we're getting there because this is the first time someone's won this call your shot gauntlet and immediately called their shots. Right. I also, I was was going to say when Moose won it a couple of years ago, he at least waited till the end of the night and called a shot by coming in, beating up Josh Alexander. That was Alexander's. They were teasing this hard, by the way, in the main event. That was the last pinfall loss in a singles match that Josh Alexander had suffered an impact was that call your shot loss to Moose after Moose cashed in and won the world title after he beat uh, Christian Cage. Go ahead, Cresta. I'll even take it one step further to uh, to echo Dobby the Brain Heenan's comment. I mean, if the knockouts world title is better than the men's title, by that logic, Jordan Grace would then be elevating that title. So, boo. It's point noted. There you go. <laughs> I don't disagree with it. Uh, and then Ayo says, I blame Moose for this. That TNA white strip. That's what's <laughs> bringing back TNA wrestling. Remember when he was walking around with that title? He was like, Yo, where did you find this? <laughs> you know he found it for real. He found it on eBay from a Pakistani belt, uh, like faker. And I'm not kidding. I wish I could tell you I was joking, but that's exactly what it was. My God's World Championship, after we just got done talking about everything about it. Trinity defends against Jordan. Uh, sorry, against Mickey James. We're already in January 2024. Trinity versus Mickey James. The match was good. The match was fine. The match was nothing to um, write home. It's not a five-star match. It was a perfectly serviceable match. Trinity continues to have really solid wrestling matches. And this was a good one. The finish was good. Gets locked and starstruck. Mickey tries to get out of it. Doesn't. Gets locked and starstruck again. Taps out. The big question coming out of it wasn't even what's next for Trinity. It's what's next for Mickey James. Trinity has been announced. She's on the UK shows. She's on the Mexico shows. She's probably doing the Toronto shows in November. But the big question now, Crest Star, what is happening to Mickey James? Also, what do you think of the match? Because that's important too. The match was good. I have to applaud Trinity that since she has come to Impact, she is proving that she wants to be a submissions wrestler. She wants to be a wrestler's wrestler, and I respect the hell out of that. I I love the Starstruck. I love that the last two matches she's had to win with a modified Starstruck with using the leg as leverage. Come on, girl. I see you. The opponents are getting tougher, so I respect it. Um, as far as what's next for um, Mickey James, I don't know. I hope she sticks around. I was low-key hoping she turned heel afterwards, but the sign of respect is always good when you have someone like Mickey James giving that sign of respect to Trinity. I, I don't know. I hope she sticks around. I think the knockout division can use a shakeup. We don't need to see another last rodeo, but I would like to see hardcore country stick around. The match overall was good. It was great. I'm happy for Trinity. I'm excited to see what happens next, but I'm also kind of ready for Trinity to take it up. Not, 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 not no Masha Slamovich yet. Like, please. <laughs> but I'm ready for her to, you know, take it up just a little smidgen. I like this gradual growth, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready for the next step. Benson, yeah. what are we doing? How do yeah. you feel? I don't know what sucks for Mickey. I'm not sure. Um, I thought the match was solid, though. It was a good match for, for what it was. I like that, like, they're establishing Trinity can tap anybody, you know, especially because, like, I mean, she tapped Deanna before. I mean, like, that's, like, a huge feather in your cap yeah. right there in itself. 
Um, and to tap another legend like Mickey James, it's wild. Mickey still gets a huge pop for that one spot she does when she when she licks her fingers. It's so funny. She's still people still pop so big for it. What back? It is. It is. Yeah, it's WrestleMania like twenty two ish. Is it WrestleMania twenty two? Yeah, man, that's her and Trish. right there. there yeah, go. her and Trish. I, I definitely remember it was her and Trish. Where was um, the match, by the way, Stephen Jensen? Where was WrestleMania twenty two? Uh, WrestleMania twenty two. Oh no. Where were they tonight? They Wait, were, now I'm blanking on. They're in huh? Chicago. Yeah, it was Chicago. Now I was blanking on where they were. Now, now I'm realizing all the CM Punk speculation as well. I, I did, I'm just now putting that together with the Chicago stuff. I, I, that's so funny that I'm just, just now oh, hitting me. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you'd be surprised how much stuff I watch on mute, to be fair. Like, when I'm like doing ah. stuff, like, you know, I'll have, I'll have like one screen on mute and listen to another screen yeah. going back and forth. I missed the whole Chicago thing. Um, that's right. Around WrestleMania 22. There you go. There's some trivia for you. <laughs> but anyway, this uh, that's possible gets a huge pop, which is pretty hilarious. I think I think that's funny she still does that. And Trinity kicking out of the McDT. That was a big moment for her early in the match. Yes, they do the WrestleMania 22 callback lick. <laughs> yes. And Mickey also tried uh, <laughs> Trinity's heat seeker file driver. So that was good stuff. Again, it yeah. was a good match. It was a serviceable match. It was a, it was just solid. The two shook hands afterwards. Mickey was, was very uh, emotional having lost the match, but it was good stuff. Uh, let's hit a couple super chats here. Dobby, the brain Heenan sent one about Jordan Grace saying if Jordan calls out the world championship, she's saying the knockouts world title isn't as important as the men's world title, but what about the revolution? I like it. Again, I hear you. I, and personally, I can tell you, I understand that Impact's really good at making the Knockouts World Championship on the same level as their world title. A lot of the time, the Knockouts World title has been uh, main eventing these shows. And they, not, they, they also are featured very heavily on weekly TV. There's just a, something about the world title versus the Knockouts World title. It's They add the descriptors and then suddenly the title doesn't feel as important as the world title. Am I wrong? Anyone? No, you're wrong? wrong. I mean, like no, literally. No. I mean, like I said, it, and you, you tie in all the like rewriting history you can do with, you know. I mean, I mean, it's like it's pretty obvious what they can do here. Like they can they can really market Jordan as like the woman world champion of that company, and they can kind of like like that's. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's, how that could be a miss. I know there's some people in the chat that don't like the idea of intergender wrestling. I, I get that. I've seen, I've seen that in the chat. I understand that. But like there, if you don't want to watch intergender wrestling, like there are plenty of companies that don't do intergender wrestling, but like that's impact fine. wrestling, like is a good spot. Like if you want to watch that, like that's a great place to go to watch intergender wrestling. I mean, so there you go. Go ahead, Cressa. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. Um, I was also gonna say, like, too, it if you go to indie shows, because I saw this at House of Glory too, it's a lot more intergender wrestling. Intergender wrestling is a lot more common than it's not. <laughs> oh, so. oh, once you once you get at this point, once you get outside of like WWE, AEW, and like New Japan, like everything else is like mainly intergender wrestling. Like if you like any independent show you go to nowadays, like most of the show, most of the card is gonna be intergender or like i mean at least a few intergender matches at the, at the very least i mean uh-huh. it's and that's the other thing too is like see i was watching jordan breaking these barriers on the independent scene pre tna or impact so it's like it's been a long time coming that like yeah we wanted her to to break through like this um, but i'll also even take it like in the sense of imagine the buzz 
Jordan Grace is your world champion and Trinity is your knockouts world champion. Come on now. What a headline. What a headline. And you just rebranded to TNA. Come on now. What a headline. What a headline. To me, it's a no-brainer, but alas, here we are. Brain, head empty, no thoughts. If you see this, Jordan, we're pulling for you. you. We want you to be the world champion. If the knockout title is cool, it'd be way cooler if you hadn't won it a couple times already. It'd be a totally different thing. It'd be a totally different vibe if this was like a new thing. But like, you see, I think you can take it without calling your shot and still call your shot for the for the world title. Be champ, champ. Dion Peraza already did. Screw her. (laughs) Also, does this also become a little more convoluted too? Where like, like Chris Saban holds the exhibition title, right? So like, isn't option C like also kind of a factor at some point with this too? Because like, so it just it just kind of feels like they're like convoluted this whole scene coming out of this show. But anyway, we haven't talked about the main event yet. That like the the title word for really talking about um well super, more super chats too well let's get them all right first of all will chisholm says i love the show good job impact love y'all too p.s that punk return was crazy yeah, right. I couldn't wait pm punk returning at the chicago blackhawks game doing the intro video and everything couldn't make his way over to the uh to the cicero stadium it's a 15 minute drive but instead he decided i want to party with connor bedard and the blackhawks i get it i really do uh, Vala just re-upped his membership. TNA, TNA, and a million times. God, I'm so happy for the rebrand. TNA, with the soul of Impact, is all I ever wanted. Hey, good. I, some people are going to love it. Some people are not. Mark Losper sent a super chat. So the TNA brand was a standard bearer for LOL-worthy failure for a generation. Doesn't have appeal to people who already don't know it exists and is based on a dumb joke for 12-year-olds. Why is this happening? All right. Wow. Okay, is, hold on. There's hold a lot. On. There's a lot going on here. First of all, <laughs> Mark, thank you for the super chat. Much, Mark. Be nice to the people. Be nice. I'm gonna be people. nice to him. I'm gonna be nice to him. Mark, let me tell you something, my friend. I just started watching, and almost all of my favorite things come from TNA. Run it back. You know they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and Samoa Joe, you can see that that statement is not true. Kurt Angle running at 50 miles per hour to do that dive off the thing. It's so laugh. It's professional wrestling. Impact is doing so good. If it's the same guts, just a different name, let people have the nostalgia. Let people like things. Come here. Yeah. It's okay. You're uh, coming. You want to hug? Come in. Let me hug you. Come <laughs> in. Yeah, people let people like stuff. Yeah, a lot of people like it. I'm with you, Cresta. But it is I, I get that so the 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 name thing though that that was a big like point of contention when the company started. People like really didn't like the because the you you're like scrolling through the, the channel. Well, see it's different now too, because like people used to like watch the TV guide and stuff, like to know it was on, and you'd see TNA on there, and people were like didn't understand like because that could be something else, you know what I mean? So it's like they that was always kind of a weird, but I think, I think Jeff Jarrett has said in like recent yeah. years, like that was part of the idea was like to, to almost like almost clickbaiting people. Go ahead, Joel. So it's twofold. One was yes. It, the, the TNA was supposed to get your eyes, but it wasn't originally supposed to be uh total nonstop action. The original plan was that the pay-per-views would land on Tuesdays and it would be Tuesday night action or something like that. But then they didn't end up getting it, so it became total nonstop action or whatever the letters became. It was always TNA. But yeah, it was supposed to get your eyes. And yeah, it was a little childish, but it was also at a time when, guess what? 
uh, Triple H was wearing cane mask and doing unthinkable things to a corpse on TV. Oh, I remember. And I remember those days. <laughs> Mula <laughs> gave birth to a head. And, well, yeah, even, that was a few well, years earlier, but still in the same timeline. But even on TNA, when they first started doing their shows, oh, they, God, would have, the they would have girls. Yeah, they have girls in cages in like skimpy clothes, like dancing in cages. Was this stuff. on like, Spike TV? Because that kind of no, no, sounds like yet. something. This was, no, so this was weekly pay per view. Yeah, weekly pay per view. Wednesday, weekly Wednesday pay per views is how well, is how Impact started. Running out of Nashville, Tennessee, out of the fair. What you mean about weekly pay per views? Ten dollars, ten dollars per week, at least in Canada, and you would watch TNA wrestling every week. That's how they started. This wasn't uncommon back in the day. Okay, um, now I say that's a scam. <laughs> you know, it, I, I get that it, it is. Kind, it does get kind of expensive, especially in a place where like you can get Fight TV for eight ninety nine, and you know it's it's. Content. That world did not exist yet. Like this is before. Yeah, this is before. Like like ring like Ring of Honor eventually changed the game with like eye pay per view stuff in like two thousand like six ish something like that. So this is even before that, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I got I had a lot of memories because I'm gonna say it was it was it was it was free ninety nine if you had LimeWire Kazaa. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the, I don't know what people were paying for. I was in high school, you know what I mean? Like when this was happening, so I was just trying to find this however I could. I was, and I'm I was sure the statute of limitations are over because you're nine thousand years old like me. I know, right? I'm over here, I'm 35 <laughs> years old, and I'm over here worried. I'm like. Yeah, I mean, I may or may not have used things like Napster back in the day, like just in case anyone's out there. Jeff Jarrett's yeah. already going to come after us for what Sean did at the top of the show, playing a Jeff Hardy <laughs> with TNA True. wrestling call from Don West. I can't yeah. wait to hear that voicemail. <laughs> Sean's going to have to be like, can you just leave it alone, please? I just, I just wanted to show my love for Don West, and I'm going to have to be there like, oh, I have to edit this video now. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna pull up a super chat, but now I don't have one. We have a main event, but before we get to the main event, I want to pitch y'all on FightfulSelect.com. The best five bucks in the business, the best fifty-four dollars in the business. You want that Mark Cardona Impact Wrestling news? Why was he there? Is he coming back? What does he want to do? We told you a little bit about it, but now we want to give you more info, and it's over on FightfulSelect.com. We're gonna have more information on the TNA rebrand coming to FightfulSelect.com. Some backstage news and producers from SmackDown, and of course, we have our extra content, our Q and A's. Rhapsody does one every other week. Sean Ross Sapp does one every week. This guy down below me here, he does something called the Weekender Podcast, where if you want to know about independent wrestling and you want to get maybe some Ring of Honor spoilers, or you don't, you skip ahead. That's cool. But if you want all the independent wrestling you can gather, this dude, Steven Jensen, hosts the Weekender Podcast. Sour Graps is going on every uh, Monday and I guess Saturday now. I don't know. They're doing it live tonight for some reason. But either way, that's with Alex Pulaski and Miss Kate Fabe, who also hosts the Ring of Honor post show here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. And there's so much more. So go ahead. If you haven't yet, go to FightfulSelect.com. If you've subscribed already, steal a credit card and subscribe again. Or go to a higher tier and get more stuff than anything I just mentioned. FightfulSelect.com. Okay. Okay. For legal purposes, that's a joke. Credit card fraud is a federal crime. Oh, it's only a federal crime if you steal someone else's. If you steal like your parents' credit card, that's fine. They just deal with it. You're, like, no all face, these no kids. case. Well, it's like all these kids who've got their parents' phones and then they make the transactional purchases on the video games for like 400 bucks or they like go on someone's Twitch stream and they donate like five 
thousand bits to someone because they don't know any better. By the way, donate a super chat. We're getting down the home stretch. Any message questions statement yeah, on here? Right. Like definitely, definitely don't take your parents' credit card and definitely <laughs> don't go to twitter.com or x.com slash fight talk underscore and go to the tip jar. Definitely don't do that. Don't do that. Definitely don't go to PayPal.it. No, we're not gonna do this. Thomas Brain Heenan sent us a super chat earlier saying I thought the overall pay-per-view was great. Meanwhile, he and I are arguing about the knockouts title in Jordan Grace, but it's not important. I like you, I like you, Dobby. So it's okay. So they're focusing on the TNA name. Seems like a total rebrand. 2024 seems like a big deal. Shelly, Ace of Base, Trinity, Saban, MK Ultra. You could do a lot worse with that. Yep. Uh, I'm looking great forward roster. to it. It is a great roster. By the way, if you saw the We're Back poster that all the uh, Impact stars or TNA stars were posting, Trey's there, Moose is there, Saban, Trinity, Alex Shelley, Josh Alexander, Mickey James, Steve Macklin, Deanna Perrazzo is in the background, and Speedball. Those are the up-focused main talent that they are putting on the TNA posters. Something yeah, they'd be crazy to let Speedball go at this point. Like, I'm I'm about to say something crazy. Please don't throw, please don't stone me. Please don't stone me. Y'all ain't getting AJ Styles back. You might as well put your money in the Speedball basket. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he could be your next one because he's so good. Please don't, please. I think that's a fair statement. No, I don't think I don't see any problem with that. Like, because yeah, you're right. They're not going to get AJ Styles back. That's definitely you ain't not get Styles back. But I mean, the thing with Speedball is going to be it's going to be up to him, like what he wants to do. I think because I think at this point, just any company is like lucky to have him involved because he's just so involved everywhere that like. But if they if he can if they can keep him happy and give him a deal that works good for him. Like I'm with you. I I would make Speedball the face of the company if, if they if they have like a long term uh, commitment from him. He's yeah. he'd be the right guy. He, he's 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 incredibly reliable. So it's also him, something Alexander absolutely. There's also yeah. something that I think a lot of people don't remember when it comes to Impact. You're working hardly at all three <laughs> yeah. three nights four yeah. nights a week for them. Yep. But you're yep. featured on television and your shows are like you there is a fan base there. People are thinking like they're they're tossing out these like multi-million dollar contracts. No, because they don't have to. This is basically a part-time seasonal job and it's good. And then all of this talent gets to work literally everywhere else they want. If you are someone who likes your creative freedoms and you want to be a road warrior, you're good to go. That's the play. The impact is great for you. 100%. I've heard that before. Someone said, if you want to get paid a lot of money, go to the Fed. If you want to wrestle, wrestle, go to AEW. If you want creative freedom, but you also might get murdered, go to Impact. <laughs> Honestly, people dying on Impact is the funniest thing because you think yeah. it's a joke until people actually dead die. Oh, oh yeah. Like Eric, Eric Young. He came back. <laughs> He came back. <laughs> the first man to come back to life and in fact wrestling to come back for good. Didn't and Johnny he, Bravo come back? Did he get shot? He just shot him. They, they he was on life support. <laughs> Eric Young was for all intents and purposes gone. But we didn't see him get murdered. We just saw we saw the murder weapon. We saw him get shaped. And clearly Diener's been losing, so he wasn't good at his job. He he, he had not died. He had just crystallized. And when Diener left, he woke up. <laughs> Diener and Khan are going to take out all of the luchadors if that person tomorrow night. I just, I'm telling you now, be prepared for that. Uh, Will Chisholm sent a super chat. Then we're going to talk about the main event. You have good memories of TNA, but I still wake up crying, remembering Double J not putting anyone over, and I'm still mad at J at Jim not putting over Monty at him Brown. not putting over Monty Brown. I think it's, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I brought up I brought up Monty Brown to Sean right at the top of the show. I don't know if you caught that. Um, whoever i missed who sent the super chat will chisholm. Um, will chisholm i will i don't know if you were uh 
if you were here, but I did, I did bring up Monty Brown earlier. Monty Brown was the biggest miss in the history of not only TNA, but maybe the history of professional wrestling. Um, I cannot believe just like you will. I cannot believe that man did not become the NWA TNA champion. That was, uh, that, that, that still pisses me off in a lot of ways. So. By the way, I'm going to pull this chat up from Gary Rossetti because I think this is hilarious. Billy Corgan will probably want TNA to become a territory so we can call it NWA TNA. <laughs> oh if that somehow led to him becoming involved with this company again after the falling out that happened the first time, oh my God. At this point, just bring CM Punk back, bro. Just come on. Let's just clusterfuck it. Come on now. Knock it off. <laughs> okay. Billy Billy was on the Wrestling Perspective podcast here on Fightful, and he talked about how he was given, when he worked at Impact, he was given Magnus, Brutus Magnus, a.k.a. Nick Aldis, and he was given Tyrus because they were the problem children at the time for TNA Wrestling. And he talks about the relationships and what he did for them. And, like, listen, you can, you can argue that Nick Aldis – reinvented himself with the nwa 10 pounds of gold stuff we're not gonna talk about tyrus but the point being like billy has a connection to tna and to impact having worked there and dealt with some of the personalities it's not impossible i don't expect it but like i know gary's probably joking but like there's a possibility that he's going to want to do a partnership of some sorts or even buy it out if he's got the money i don't know how much money the zero man has left mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Impact World Championship, <laughs> Alex Shelley versus Josh Alexander. Before this, Moose did call his shot that he's going to get the main event at Hard to Kill versus the Impact World Champion. That champion as of right now is Alex Shelley. He does retain first time that Alexander has been pinned in a singles match in Impact in two years. Last time was 2021, bound for glory when Moose called his shots. This was a good match. This was a very traditional match in a lot of ways. Uh, they did the submission teases early. They did the trading finishers teases early. They brought that back at the end of the match. I love that there were callbacks from the beginning to the end of the match. A lot of really good stuff here. It was a technical wrestler's favorite type of match to watch. I enjoyed it. Didn't love every single piece of it. But at the end of the day, Alexander loses his headpiece, loses his mouth guard, eventually loses the match. Shelly retains after the match. They shake hands. They hug. That's it. Jensen, I'm going to start with you this time. What do you think of this match between Shelly and Alexander? This match was awesome. Like, if it wasn't for the Osprey and Speedball match happening on this show, this would have been my match of the night. This was this was great. And I could also I could honestly understand if people like this more than the Osprey Speedball match. Like, like there was because there was really, really good storytelling in this. And it was a long match. They went over 20 minutes. Um, you know, worked uh worked Shelly's leg. Uh Alexander put him in like the the Bret Hart style figure four around the turnbuckle post and stuff on the outside, you know, the, the, this was, this is a really, really damn good match. Um, Josh Alexander is just such a, just a solid, just professional wrestler. Like it's hard to put into words. Like just, he does everything. He does everything great. Like, um, and Alex Shelley's good, you know, seeing him get his flowers after this many years in the business is really, really cool. So like, I, I've, I'm a big fan of both of these guys. Um, I was expecting Josh Alexander to win, like going Same. into this. I thought, I thought he was going to, he was going to win the championship. He never lost to win that back. But I mean, by the end of this match, I mean, like I love like Alex Shelley literally knocked uh, Alexander's uh, headgear off of his head, like slapping him over and over on the ground. I mean, like this, this was, this was really good stuff. I mean, Went for the C4 spike multiple times. Alex Shelley had really good uh, reversals. They had really good reversals for each other's finishers. 
one point and Josh Alexander goes for a dive on the outside and Alex Shelley does like there's like the Bray Wyatt Danielson spot from like Royal Rumble where he catches him in the sister Abigail and throws him into the into the um into the barricade and stuff. Um and then it took two um I to uh I'm blanking on now now they just called it sister Abigail. I'm now, <laughs> now I'm, huh? Shell shock. Shell shock. Thank you. I kept, I'm just, I'm like border, border city, border city. Yeah, shell shock. He, he hit him with the first shell shock was real nice. Like Alexander kind of like base planted. Um, and then uh, that second one got him. But I, I thought it was a really, really damn good match. Really great storytelling. Josh Alexander, you know, chased his hand after, you know, mutual respect. Um, I'm interested to see where Josh Alexander goes after this. Uh, because like I said, I was really, I was really expecting him to win, but I am pleasantly surprised to see Shelly retain because I am a very big fan of his and he has had a really good run with the title so far. So like, I, I really liked everything about this main event. Cresta, we sat here on Thursday and talked about who could win this match. And I think we both came to the conclusion that Alex Shelley was going to retain because of everything that we had seen him develop as a character over the last little while. What did you think of the match? Was this a surprise? And give us your thoughts. Um, I did think... Shelly winning was a surprise. I kind of thought they were going to give Alexander the belt back. He'll pick up right where he left off. No shade to Alex Shelly. I did, however, say to a group of my friends, that I wouldn't be mad if Alex Shelly won with the way that they've been building him up. His fingerprints are all over the industry. A lot of people look up to Alex Shelly, and he does deserve a title run. He said he deserves it. We had said previously, too, on this show, that whoever pins Josh Alexander, that person is going to feel really special. And I'm very glad that it's Alex Shelley. The way that people talk about him with such a reference that you've never gotten the titles, kind of like with Kazarian, you've never gotten the big one yet. Everyone looks up to you yet. Everyone, not so much like copies your style and not, not copy, but you know what I mean? Like they emulate the things that you do because you're innovative and new. I also want to say that, Josh Alexander slapped the knit knops off of Alex Shelley tonight. And I don't know how this man still has chest skin because mm -hmm. beans, rice, Jesus Christ. He was slapping this man so hard. Um, I'm very happy for Alex Shelley. I'm happy for both the Motor City Machine Guns. These guys are my favorite wrestling uncle duo next to FTR. And I want the world for them. I truly want the world for them. Another good part as a... Um, the sliced bread from Alex Shelley that was rolled through into a rolling German by um, Josh Alexander into a chaos theory. Who that does nice. that? That was really Who nice. Who does that? Because he didn't let Shelley go. And I was like, yo, bro, Josh Alexander winning this. What a good match. What a great sign of respect. And I feel like now you, I don't want to hear nothing on my man Shelley. Not too much on, on Alex Shelley. Clearly not a transitional champion. Clearly knows his stuff. Because how are you going to beat me when I when you copy everything I know? Get out of here. Knock it off. <laughs> a great match. A great finish. A lot of people were expecting Josh Alexander. But honestly, the way that they've been positioning Alex Shelley the last couple of weeks, it just made sense. Yeah. But now you have Moose on the horizon in a few months. Alex Shelley was starting to show some not-so-baby-face tendencies. Jensen, what the hell are we doing? Are we going to have a heel versus heel title match? Or is someone going to drop this title between now and Hard to Kill? I don't, that's a good question. I don't know. Because, like, Moose versus Alex Shelley seems so random to me. That, like, you would announce that right now and have that be, like, the big match you're building towards Hard to Kill. Especially with, like, this big TNA announcement and everything. I don't know. It just didn't... Between that and the Jordan Grace calling her shot thing, and, like, once again, it's still in the back of my mind that 
Alex Shelley's tag team partner, Chris Saban, has the X Division title and, like, probably also would want the world championship. So, like, even though he has been the champion and Alex Shelley, this is his first run with it. But, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, that's a good, that's an interesting question. Do you, like, do you think that they're going to have somebody beat Shelley for the title between now and then? Listen, I'll listen. My, before you answer that, by the way, I'm a, I've, I've been a big Moose fan, like, I've always, I've always liked the idea of them pushing him and them using him as, as a top guy, but it kind of feels like they've already done that and tried that during the pandemic. And now it's like, okay, we're going to try that again. Like, and then like, we're going to do the Jordan Grace thing at the knockout champion again. It just kind of feels like they're rehashing stuff that they don't need to be rehashing. I think you have three months till the end of the year, two months really. And things can change. I initially posited that Shelly would retain tonight. They do another one with Alexander and Shelly. Alexander would win. And then they do one last match, maybe a cage match with Shelly and Alexander. Alexander would win. We set up Alexander and Moose again. These are two TNA guys to the point where Moose was running around with a ZNA patch on his tights, him and Edward Edwards and the whole group. Because that was a thing. That was a backstage thing, by the way, the ZNA thing. They were big into the TNA stuff. Moose, Alexander, Edward Edwards, unfortunately, but like they are going to be part of the flag bearers on this. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Alexander picks up that title before the end of the year and goes into hard to kill with it. Or maybe Moose is like psych. And he's the one who comes, calls his shot before hard to kill and says, forget that. Like, and they set up the match for hard to kill to happen, you know, with Moose walking in as champion, who knows? You kind of also have to be a little bit healed to wrestle Moose. Cause you're not going to wrestle that man as a face. Cause he's a jerk. Like he, he'll do anything. Allen Angels, like uh, he'll do it worse than Allen Angels. Moose will set your house on fire. So I want to bring up one thing from the chat because if you go to fightfulselect.com, we do have our Impact Bound for Glory scoops thread and also TNA information. Uh, someone was saying TNA was going to return in 2020 for a show. That is true. The pandemic put that completely on ice. Have they been thinking about it for four years? We do have that info on fightfulselect.com. The answer is yeah. This was always in the plans, but it kept getting pushed back more and more because pandemic, they wanted to bring crowds back. They were starting to see some, some momentum building. And I think this was the time once they got to impact 1000, saw what happened there and said, all right, we got to do it. Didn't hurt, but this was always in the plans. They just had to wait a little while. Let's round out with a couple super chats and then we're going to get out of here. Will Chisholm says the way, the way it's looking, Vince McMahon might be the GM of NWA. I mean, leave NWA. I, okay. Listen, I ain't watching. I don't care. <laughs> From what I understand, NWA can turn problem children into gold. But Tyrus may no, have that's just... No, double you, damn it. Never mind. I retract my statement. I don't know anything about wrestling like old boy said in the chat earlier. No, I don't no, even no. know how I work here. <laughs> there, are a lot of great, there are a lot of great talent who work in the NWA. It was the problem that was on top for a little while. And now it's, it's, it's a little bit different. It ain't perfect, but let's go on. You were saying Wrestler Whispers, it happens. Go ahead. Listen, it can happen. Things can happen. You can rehab someone's ability, uh, image. And the more wrestling companies for wrestlers to go and wrestle at means better wrestling storylines across the board. I remember what it was like when there was only WWE. It's okay to have con There's more than enough space for everybody. That's just me. It's fair. I forget where we were just now talking about. Oh, yeah, the NWA. Jensen, <laughs> you cover the NWA. You talk about it. I don't know if you want to add anything. Oh, not really. I mean, like, I mean, I, I cover for the weekender. You know, I if, if people want my thoughts on that every way, they can listen to that every week. I'll, I'll, that'll, I'll probably be dropping tomorrow, the next episode of the weekender at some point. I'll talk about the latest episode of Power. 
Wonderful. Dream Ninja wraps us up. I ain't mad at the rebrand. TNA was great at one point and never gets credit for respecting women's wrestling longer than most other companies. I can agree yep. with that. I think we yep. all can. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Knockouts division might just be, if not is, the number one women's wrestling division in North American wrestling today. Correct. I agree, I agree with that. Agree, and the women's revolution that a lot of people credit to, like Stephanie McMahon and the WWE, actually started with people like Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and TNA. Uh-huh. So. ODB. We got a big few months ahead of us to go ahead and subscribe to us here at FightfulSelect.com. We got all the info, we got all the stuff, we got all the scoops, we got all the content, including this guy Stephen Jensen, who's going to plug away. Go ahead, bud. Yes, if you want more of me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter or X at FightTalk underscore. You can use code FightTalk as one word with no spaces on independentwrestling.tv. The spotlight is every Thursday morning, myself and Jeremy Lambert. We talk about the world of wrestling and we always have an interview with like an independent wrestler or a promoter or a YouTuber or someone. We we like to do interviews there as well. So um, that's every Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on the main Fightful channel here on YouTube. And uh, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast is every, usually on Sundays, sometimes on Mondays during the football season. But it sh- I should have the next episode up tomorrow over on FightfulSelect.com. And also tomorrow night, if y'all want to check it out, I'll be live. I believe it's live on the, um, I'll be on Late Night Grin with uh, Joe Holbert and those dudes. Um, we're doing a, a Halloween Havoc uh, match draft like all the old WCW Halloween Havoc matches. And I'm very much a old school WCW fan. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm watching a lot of Halloween Havoc tomorrow. And uh, after this tonight in preparation for that draft. So um, thanks for, uh, I always enjoy joining y'all on, uh, on these uh, impact post shows for the, for the big pay-per-views. It's always good to see you, Chris. It's always good to see you, Joel. And uh, good to see everyone in the chat. So yeah, that, that's everything that I've got. Crest a star. They're going to see you tomorrow, but tell them anyway. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, noon Chicago time, myself and Iridian, we're back on our two-woman power trip. We're going to be going over all things that happened tonight on Collision. Was it Battle of the Belts? I think, maybe, but I also heard it was good. So as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to go watch more wrestling. <laughs> anyway, you can find me Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays over on twitch.tv slash Star or tiktok.com slash at Star. Thursdays and normally Saturdays, I'm here on FIFO. Thursdays with my main man, Joel Pearl. That's the other way. Joel Pearl. We, uh, we watch Impact. We talk about it. And on uh, Saturdays, it's Iridian, myself, Rick. Uh, and sometimes Sean Ross Sapp will be over collision. I don't have anything else to say. If that was too much, go over on X, Cresta V star, like Megan V stallion is a link tree in my bio. Joel Pearl, take us home. I'm tired. I'm easy to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L, myself and Jeremy Lambert. Go in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern over on youtube.com slash fightful overbooked. That is our sister channel. So go ahead, subscribe to us there. Cresta and I are back on Thursday after ring of honor does their post show. We take over to the Impact Wrestling Post Show. There'll be plenty to talk about. If you joined us for the first time tonight, thank you. This was a great show to come in on and talk about. If you're new to Impact Wrestling, buckle up, friends. It's going to be a bumpy ride going into 2024 as TNA comes back. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Peace. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.